Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! to entertain you we'll sing your songs hey there are you obsessed with things that happened before your time well if you are join me the host of before my time gelsey laurie to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves you can find us on all podcast platforms soon you'll be swaying so come on sing along and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are talking about 1974's Bed Ronald, the first time we're ever going to review, and probably the last time we ever review, an ABC movie of the week. So when I was doing some research on Bad Ronald, uh, I found out that in 2015 there was a book released called What Were They Thinking? The 100 Dumbest Events in Television History, and Bad Ronald was ranked at number 90. So... We got that going for us. Brian picked this one. So, Brian, how about you tell us what drew you in on Bad Ronald? It was a 70s horror, which I guess isn't really a isn't really a horror of sorts. <laughs> is Bad Ronald a good movie? No. Is it good for its time and for a television movie? Also, no. But <laughs> it wasn't the worst movie I've picked. And that's what I'm going to go off of. It's also <laughs> blissfully short, so it's um, got yes. that going for it. 70 fucking minutes, I'll take that over the plague. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's interesting about this movie is I heard about this movie for years. Is it a good movie? Absolutely not. But it's insane that this was like like a made-for-TV movie. Like, it's insane to me. You have to think about like what the ABC movie of the week was, which was like... It was almost like a Hallmark Channel movie. Like, it was always mm -hmm. just like, oh, the whole family gets together to watch this nice little movie on TV. And then you get this. Like, like imagine, like, just being, like, regular suburban white family in 1974 sitting in front of the TV to watch whatever the ABC movie of the week is. And you get this weird movie about a kid living in the walls like it's it's insane that anyone ever greenlit this to me yeah what uh i was watching it and in the beginning after he kills the girl and i'm like this mom is insane like what mom i understand you love your kid but what mom is going to help you cover up a murder and then in like 30 seconds i was like my mom 
My yeah. mom would help me cover <laughs> up a murder. <laughs> well, and like this mom had, I think that this mom has been mentally making out a plan for this very scenario because she was very prepared for like, like, all right, here's what we got to do. You got to get into hiding. We're going to just lay low for a couple months. We'll move. No one will know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I think mom's planning it for you. Like mom does not want you to move out. <laughs> As is the case with like a lot of these movies, I feel like there'd be understanding with it's like the the cover up is worse than what actually happened in a weird way. Like it's like he pushed her because she was being mean and she tripped and hit her head on like a a cement a block. Rock. Yeah, yeah. But also, isn't he trying to become a doctor? Like, wouldn't you be smarter than? Like, oh, I better bury her in a shallow grave. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, that's what I mean. It's like, it's under, it'd be different if it was like he got so angry he picked up a rock and beat her to death. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, he's a murderer. But it's like, this was super accidental. And like, it doesn't look good, but like, people would understand. You don't have to go into hiding and like. But he's already an outcast in town. Yeah. Well, for starters, someone should teach this kid how to eat a chocolate bar properly because. Oh, uh, like... Yeah, but you can already tell that Ronald is bad. Uh, that's why it's called Bad Ronald because he starts eating his birthday cake before his mom has even cut her own piece. Yeah, mm. rude. So, rude. I did. When he pushed her, I did say out loud, Bad Ronald. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else did. Because that's the thing with this movie is like the the body count, the huge body count of two to three people, depending on how you look at it. All accidental. You know, like he pushes somebody. He gives an old lady a heart attack by just existing. And then mm -hmm. his mom dies getting gallbladder surgery. So, you know, Ronald hasn't really truly killed anybody, but he's still a very bad kid. Yeah. He covers it up. Yeah. Well, he's like, this is the spiritual prequel, sequel, equal to um, fucking uh, Monster in the Closet because, you know, baby Paul Walker's in there and he's not allowed to have chocolate bars. And it's because his mom saw bad Ronald when she was pregnant with him and she was like, nope, no candy yep. bars, no candy <laughs> mm -hmm. bars for my boy. <laughs> yep. And I understand it's tough. It's tough to be an outcast, but I think the most important thing that uh, unfortunately I think all of our listeners are old enough to learn is somebody likes you. I promise everyone that, 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 that there is a group of people that like you. And if you keep going to this one group and they're not liking you, stop going to that group. Like the, <laughs> if the, if their internet has taught us anything, it's like, Hey, do you like to dress up like a bunny and hop around on your bedroom floor? Guess what? So do a whole bunch of other people online. <laughs> Yeah, but then that also has taught us that, do you hate people of color? There are a whole bunch of people <laughs> yeah. just like you online, you know? It's that like, is, yeah, there's yeah, there's good and bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if that's the way you want to put it. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough, it's a, it's not a rough watch. Like, it's fine, but it's like ah, background dude, it's, noise. It's, yeah, <laughs> okay. I think that you and I watch these movies very differently because I am, like, desperately clinging to something to talk about something that I can like make a fucking joke about. Nah, man. Nah. Uh, this movie was painful and I tried to scrub, but I was like being very cautious because I knew it was only 70 minutes long and I was like, there has to be something I can talk about. No, there's fucking nothing except for the fact that Ronald chews things with one canine tooth. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little jealous of him. I'm not going to lie. Why? Because he gets to have chocolate bars anytime he wants? <laughs> and he doesn't have to he wants. interact with people? Yeah, like, I would love to have a big party at my house where I am behind the walls and no one knows I'm there. But I can <laughs> I was going to say, I could see Brian try, like showing this movie to Jade and being like, so what I'm saying is, can you build me a room in the... It's called a lair. ...in the yeah. pantry, and I'll just hang out there when company's here. Yeah. The knocking system is dumb, too, where it's like two knocks for danger, four knocks if things are okay. What happens yeah. just a good one or two? Or a coast is clear. <laughs> yeah, just say something. Or, yeah. I don't know, we, we have an entire system called Morse code that you could yeah. use. I don't yeah. know. Well, and that's the thing. They try to make him, like, hyper... Like, like, they're trying to make him, like, super smart at points. Because there's, like, the one weird line where she's like, did you do your homework? And he's like, one chapter of Trig and two chapters of Chem or, like, something like that. Like, it's just like, hey, he's just hanging out in this closet reading science books. It's trying... called a lair. Lair, sorry. He calls it his lair. But here's the question. Where does he pee and poo? Mm. Think about when his mom was alive. So, first of all, when his mom was alive, he probably had a fucking piss shit bucket, uh, uh, a, a chamber pot. Yeah. That his mom would empty for him twice a day, probably, because, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing about, you know, like logistics here. But then mom fucking kicks it getting gallbladder surgery. What, where's where's his defecation going? Like, is he still using the chamber pot? How often is he able to get out when somebody moves into the house? Where is there just a pile of human excrement like in the backyard that he he, he could just have a drain um, because when you eat chocolate, you don't really have poop. You have yellow pee and brown pee. Um, and they come out from two different sides. So this is the fault of the movie, not the way that we watch the movie. Um, but according to the wiki page, fearing that the police will not believe that it was accidental, Ronald and his mother wallpaper the door frame to the downstairs bathroom and convert it to a closed off space for living quarters. So supposedly he's living in a bathroom. So there should be a toilet somewhere. I see somewhere. no fucking toilet <laughs> in <laughs> his lair. That is some revisionist history. <laughs> also, he's a certified pedo. There are like 17, 18-year-old girls living in this house, and he goes after the 12-year-old. Yeah, regardless of her age, even if she was 17. If you are into D&D &D or this fantasy, that's awesome. That's fine. You, you got to find out if the girl you like is also into that before you start hitting on her that way. Because I assure you, it won't work. It's not going to work if you go up to a random lady at Giant and be like, my name is Prince Matthew and you are my queen. <laughs> Listen, I don't air your dirty laundry on the show. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, that's true. I do air it all the time. I, like, I'm the only one that does not air Brian's dirty laundry because I don't know it. I just cackle when I hear about it. <laughs> yeah. But Matt doesn't realize. He's like, my favorite thing about when Brian was robbing us blind due to his awful, awful addiction, and we all hated him, was this one time he was on cocaine and made me laugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no wonder you picked bad ronald it just reminds you of the, the bad times yeah i just want you to feel bad for picking this movie so i'm gonna lean real hard into you know uh your your bad times but i don't i don't feel bad for picking it you never feel any sort of remorse which is why i know that oh, you're a future serial killer devil times five i did <laughs> yeah well, that's just because that I hurt did. you what about yeah. planet of the fucking vampires that i did too that I did too. Yeah. What about literally anything that you Scream picked? Scream 3. 
Scream 3. Uh, yeah, especially because Brett Simmons was on, right? And and you were like, yeah, but um, so this movie's problematic, <laughs> but um, I don't want to look fucking stupid in front of the guy who made a movie I fucking love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I learned a big, I learned a valuable lesson with Scream <laughs> no, 3. Didn't. Yes, I did. I learned one valuable lesson, which is before I tell you guys ahead of time, hey, I'm going to defend the shit out of this movie. Think, have I seen this movie in 10 years? <laughs> and if the answer is no, then say, let me rewatch before I make a bold statement. Because as okay, I was so watching I guess it. I will give you credit that you have only picked shit you have never seen before for the last six months easily. So, yeah. yes, you and you have not defended any of them beforehand. So I guess that you have been a man of your word. He also hasn't really defended them as we've recorded either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I can't defend it. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> It wasn't the most, maybe because like I watched Trick or Treat right before and it's like, as Kendrick Lamar said, blank can't kill my vibe. Like you watch Trick or Treat, you're just in a good mood the rest of the day, in my opinion. It's just a feel good movie. Yeah, because I mean, Gene Simmons is in it, you know, he's such a good actor that you just can't help but just feel good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Ozzy with a a haircut. You're like, what? What is this (laughs) fella? And then you put on Bad Ronald, and you're like, yep, just as good. Like, I feel like this movie's not even really a horror movie until you get to, like, the last two minutes where suddenly there's a bunch of hanging dolls in a basement, and he, like, bursts out, you know, like, mother, mother! Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, shit, we made a horror movie. Fuck. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what can we do to make this a little bit spookier? And then it end it. It's just end it. I think this is also coming from like a male point of view because we're like, yeah, it's not creepy that some guy's watching us change. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not like, I agree that it's creepy. I'm not sitting here saying like, who wouldn't want to live this life? I'm just <laughs> saying like, like it doesn't really lean into like legitimate horror aesthetics until the I very know, end. I because know. Because it's like, I don't want to say that Ronald is harmless. Because he's not, but, like, they could have picked an actor who actually made me think for a second that anything Uh, dangerous was going to happen. I think what you mean to say is they should have picked an actor. (laughs) Hey, this guy guy continued to act. He was in Return to Horror High. (laughs) He was? Yeah. That was the next biggest thing on his IMDb credits. Yeah, this is how much I gave a shit about this movie is I definitely didn't check IMDb. (laughs) I mean, I got nothing else. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! To entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along.
Double features it is. Brian, what's your double feature with this bad boy? Uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Which is another pick better of mine. TV Because it's a TV movie? Yes. 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 All right. And we can talk about that in depth when we do our Patreon bonus episode of some of the better TV movies that have been made to scare people. We will talk about that in depth in our Patreon episode that will be six minutes long where we cover 13 movies. Shh. <laughs> 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 Don't entice them too much. <laughs> so I'll I'll go with my double feature. Uh, I was torn between this and another movie, but but I I'm landing on this because honestly it's the movie I'm more likely to want to rewatch out of the two because I love it, even though Scott doesn't like it. People under the stairs, another movie in which a creepy kid, skinny kid that looks like a nerd is running around in walls. Damn it! You mm. know what, Matt? This is probably the, the the not the first time, and won't be the last time where you've stolen my double feature. But this is the first time you've stolen my double feature because I was so upset with this movie that I was like, "Well, let's just pile on the pain." Um, <laughs> so I don't know what I would watch in addition to Bad Ronald. Now that you have chosen People Under the Stairs, so let me scramble for a second here. Let's well, talk I... this. Let's talk this out. No, like I need I need your help. The other movie that I was torn between was something that we just recently did for listener submit it month. Crawl Space. Yeah. But here's the thing is I don't want to I don't want to rewatch Crawl Space. It wasn't a good movie. Um, <laughs> That's why I went with people under the stairs. So like let's talk this out. What what are some other tropes in this fucking movie that I could like lean into to to I mean it's make like a double feature. it's like 99% a kid in a wall. <laughs> Dude, what the hell is that? Is it house it's not house guest. Oh, housebound? Housebound. Oh, Housebound. What? That's, that's a okay, great yeah. fucking movie. That is a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. I'll. I will double feature this with Housebound. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You have almost completely redeemed yourself <laughs> with your two kinds of pee and giving me a really good double feature. So thank you. <laughs> there you go, Brian. You got some wins on your under your belt. Hurrah! Did you say hurrah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, Brian. What's something that you watched this week that you want to give a thumbs up and say, yo? Check this ish out. Guys, I watched last night, literally ready to give up on finding something to watch. And then I said, oh, fuck, Aaron Sorkin's got a movie on Netflix, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. And it is so fucking good. It is so good. There's a few scenes. It's not the whole movie, but there's a few scenes where, like, I like when movies do it and they don't do it enough where, like... uh, they don't recreate the old news footage. Like it's like a movie and then cuts to like, it keeps cutting from the actors to like the actual events. But man, is it a frustrating movie to fucking watch just to see like nothing is in your court. You're completely innocent. And the judge already decided your guilt and just watching this long trial. That's just like so unfair is so frustrating to watch, but it's, it's got a fucking all-star cast like most of Aaron Sorkin's films. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Keaton's in there. It's fucking awesome. Watch it. It's two hours, but it's worth it. All right. Now, Brian watched something that's, you know, historical, probably even important, probably, like, talks about a lot of important cultural things happening in the world today. I finally watched Puppet Master Littlest Reich, which which is also important. (laughs) It is. I don't think even with like watching the trailer even with hearing you guys talk about it i don't think i was prepared for how gory that movie actually is like it's insane that is one of like that's like 
almost on like dead alive levels of just absurd splat stick. Like, fuck yeah, I, dude, it's great. I had a blast watching it, and the fact that there's people who like straight up just like, ugh, trash. If you see a cock and it is pissing on a decapitated head, and you say, <laughs> ugh, trash, I don't want you in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the part where I was like, this movie's incredible. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, just love this guy, Lieutenant Dangle, in it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a really it's a really good fun movie. Like, I'm glad that I finally. It's I mean, not that there's a high bar, but it, definitely the best puppet master movie in years ever. Decades. It's the best puppet master movie ever. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. I I think that I, it has the most rewatchability. It has yeah. the most rewatchability. I still find something charming in the first three movies, just in like it's it's called nostalgia, man. No, I mean it's not just that. I mean, yeah, it's I would say it's like seventy five percent nostalgia, but there's also like a dash of just like small movie group of people doing like this tiny indie film all in one location with like stop motion puppet effects that they're like working really hard to like make look semi-decent like there's just like moments in the first three puppet master movies that are going to be forever etched in my brain and i like the designs of all of the original puppets yeah. a little bit oh, more I prefer them too but yeah. but yeah this is definitely i agree with like most rewatchable because like even at its best like even at its best with like puppet master two and three you're only really watching for when the puppets do something and that's it. Whereas like puppet master littles Reich actually has human characters that you care about enough that you're like invested in the comedy and like their stories a little bit, but then also like there's such a bigger body count. Like they're like people like oh, these yeah. movies cause they like watching puppets kill people. So let's just literally make an hour of this 88 minute movie puppets killing people in a hotel room. They did the, um, the Freddie Mercury. Give the people what they want. Yeah, 100%. All right, Scott. I watched the Mortuary Collection on Shudder, and it was a good way to spend two hours, I suppose. Hour and 45 minutes. Um, I thought it was too long, um, and I thought that they spread their budget too thin in the last act. Because you saw that at... So I saw it at Fantastic Fest. Fantastic and, Fest, And thank the you. story behind it... So Is that the one I saw I, and, at the drive-in? Yes. Okay. It's got um, Clancy Brown in it. Yeah. So the thing it's that so the thing that I heard from Fantastic Fest, and also it's worth noting that uh, Elric Kane and Rebecca McKendry have a new podcast out now, oh. which I love because they're trying to keep it under an hour now, which is like oh, finally yeah, now yeah. I can <laughs> listen to them again. <laughs> but their first episode is about the history of Splat Stick with the guy who did Mortuary Collection, Ryan Spindell. Spindell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he said that he had written the script for Mortuary Collection like six years ago. And if you dig into the archives, he was a guest on Killer POV talking about the script. But, oh, wow. But to raise money, he shot the Babysitter Murders segment as its standalone short and then shopped that around at festivals and like used that to get people to invest on making the rest of the movie. So that's why that particular segment seems cheaper is because it was shot. Well, I liked that, yeah, though. I, I mean, I actually really enjoyed that. That's not what I was talking about with that. I actually meant the wraparound story oh, with gotcha, Clancy gotcha. Brown. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Clancy Brown and the woman who plays, the, the blonde woman who plays the other character in the wraparound, they really saved the movie because um, 
it's an anthology, and and as anybody that's ever listened to me talk about anthologies knows, I don't like anthologies very much yeah. <laughs> because I feel like they're very uneven. Usually, they're written by you know four people, and then uh, they are stitched together in an odd way, and they're just they don't sit well for me. Plus, they're kind of boring. I enjoyed something out of all four stories in this, and the wraparound was. Clever enough. I thought it was a little too meta. Um, the wraparound, uh, the way that that the mortician and um, the uh, woman um, kind of like talked back and forth was a bit much. Um, the the poster should have tipped me off that it was a little bit more fantasy than horror than I was expecting. But I think that is a really um, it it, ha- it has a good good budget because when it's good, it's fucking good. You know, it looks fucking amazing when it's when it's there, you know? But yes, bad Ronald. Brian, thank you for always... No, no, no thank you. No. Always just reminding me that I'm not the worst at picking movies for this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, tune in next week for my my pick, which, you know, might actually prove that previous statement wrong. Who knows? I love this movie, but Brian and Scott could be like, fuck you, why did we watch this? Uh, but you're going to have to turn, tune in and find out if they're still going to be my best friends after we watch the movie. Uh, and always, as we said, hit up Patreon. Check out our conversation of TV movies. listening to the Geekscape Network. All right, one, two, three. Jesus Christ. This is why Brian's never been in a band. Did you trip? (laughs) No, I was looking at something on my phone. I I fell out for a second. I was like, oh, shit. And then it collapsed. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! We're here to Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.